Tandeka, um, I think it's the Chabalala case which you had a look at. Uh, what are the facts in that uh, case? So this matter involves a group of men who orchestrated a plan to go on a night and go on a rampage in the township of Tembisa where they would partake in various crimes including housebreaking and robbery and the crime of rape. Yes. So the issues, so when dealing with sentencing in the High Court, the issue that was before the court is the doctrine of common purpose. So by definition, I think Prof. Neyman describes this very nicely, who's a criminal law expert. He says that common purpose can be defined as a crime, as a legal doctrine that imputes criminal liability on the participants involved in criminal activity for all that results from such activity. Yes. Which simplified basically means that if we as a group here of panelists all agree that tonight we are going to shoot everyone in this building, whether Mr. Falker pulls the trigger himself, we will all be liable because we orchestrated the plan together. Mm. So the court, the, the, the court of first instance, the court of court held, held that a common purpose must have been formed before the attacks began and that the rapes were executed pursuant to a prior agreement. So basically all the, the co-accused were all charged with the crime of common law rape. The matter when all even though they were not all involved, even though not the, even though not yes. all of them were involved, yes. the matter the the two applicants, Mr. Shabalala and Mr. Ndulu, then appealed to the Supreme Court of Appeal, and on appeal, the Supreme Court of Appeal reversed the findings of the High Court on the application of common purpose. They disagreed with the High Court that members of the group had a prior agreement to commit the crimes. They held that the doctrine of common purpose cannot be applied to crimes that can be committed only through the instrumentality of a person's own body. So I'll pause there before I give the ruling of the Constitutional Court. Okay, yeah, interesting question. Uh, I don't know, what do, do the other panel members think? Should you be convicted uh, in terms of that doctrine of common purpose if you're not part of the specific act as such? I guess it, it, it makes um, sense. I mean, if, if you partake as a group in such a criminal uh, activity, then uh, Obviously, um, one can expect all of those things to happen, and uh, I think it makes sense um, that uh, all of the relevant accused uh, then can be found guilty. I don't know what do you think, Johannes uh, Nikola. Would you agree? Well, I guess, Volker, you know, my expertise in criminal law are quite limited, yes. so I don't want to jump again. <laughs> Nicola, what, what's your feeling? I think it is an interesting question, um, especially when it comes to rape, um, because it, as you said, it's one bodily action and somebody isn't actually doing it. But if you kind of imagine that one person is perhaps the getaway car and somebody else is the watchman, you are enabling that act to be done. So I, I do support kind of that conviction or that yeah. it's done on the basis of common purpose. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree with Nicola there, and I think that's the purpose behind the doctrine. Then, if you you were part of the plan, or you at least knew someone was going to be raped, and you still go and join the group that night, um, even though you just wanted to go and, and steal a refrigerator or whatever the case might be, and um, you were sort of part of the planning, and uh, I, I, I would I would hope that they are all uh, liable. Uh, I, I hope we're right. Uh, Okay, well, let's break the tension. Uh, <laughs> Nicola, what did the Constitutional Court decide? Well, Nicola and Yanis are correct. Um, the, the, the Con Court did concur with the, the ruling of the High Court. Um, I'll quote this. It says that, um, that one of the judgments said that it is disingenuous to not contend that because they did not penetrate the complainants, they should not be found guilty of the basis of the doctrine. 
So the court held, held that, um, that the, the doctrine of common purpose should equally be applied to okay. all the accused. Okay. Yes. Well, do you agree? Uh, what is your opinion? Definitely. I think um, in light of the, the current scourge of um, femicide in the country, it, the, 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 the court held the correct ruling, really. I agree with them. Okay. Yeah. I guess it might be relevant in terms of the sentencing that it's um, mitigating that you were not directly involved with the crime as such. Yes, yes. I think there the court would take it into account. But that doesn't change the fact that in principle you are also guilty of a relevant crime. You're indeed correct. All right, then another yeah, interesting question I would think is uh, the whole difference between statutory rape and common law rape. Uh, explain that to us. Okay, so statutory rape is, is intercourse whether consensual or non-consensual with a person under the age of 16 years old. Whereas common law rape is um, the, the act of non-consensual intercourse with any other party. Okay, so in the case of statutory rape, consent is not uh, relevant. So exactly. even if there was consent, it's still a crime. Indeed. Okay. Because, yeah, uh, the Howard Bishop's um, uh, 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 case that was in the news a lot and uh, the teacher there that allegedly uh, was had some relationships with uh, some of the boys at the relevant school, etc. Um, I guess that uh, is also then relevant, the age of the boys. Uh, According to the articles, all the boys were older than 16 years of age. So would the legal position be different if they were younger than 16 years of age? It would completely be different. Um, automatically, okay. it would be statutory rape and she'd be liable for statutory rape. Okay. Even though she was a female and the boys were males under the age of 16, she can, can... Yeah, so that doesn't make a difference. I think that that's actually quite interesting because legislature is not really caught up with the distinguishment. Usually, um, the, how the, the Criminal Law, Sexual Offences and Related Matters Amendment Act defines the act of rape, uh, defines it as any person who unlawfully and intentionally commits an act of sexual penetration with a complainant without the consent of that person is guilty of the offence of, of rape. But I think that the case of S versus Duli, the case that we just um, um, went through now, sort of um, extends the definition of rape to include that of men as well which says, um, they, I'll quote um, um, one of the justices who said that um, rape is often miscategorized as an act of non-consensual intercourse when it is more amply understood as a violent imposition of power. So basically, anyone who is in power or someone who can overpower you and, and during the course of intercourse can be defined can be defined as an act of rape. But legislature, of course, still still has the element of penetration, which automatically means that um, it's, it's, it's often an act against women. So I think that legislation has a duty to um, update the law, if I may. But at this stage, um, in principle, a woman could be convicted of raping a man. In principle, indeed, yes. yes. Case law has um, supports that.